Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. Now, if you're a long-time listener, you're like, why is this just dropped before Monday Night Raw? But that is how I like to do it. I like to keep you on your toes. I like to surprise you. And also, I want to give a shout-out to everybody that supports me on patreon.com forward slash Simon316. That is the real reason. Uh, so many people are signing up. So many people are supporting the podcast. I was like, I don't want to make anybody wait too long. I want to start fitting everybody in. So I thought, as and when makes sense, we'll absolutely do... Uh, a third podcast, like I say, as and when we can, which is why you may hear a distant sound at the moment. A man who's been on before and was so dedicated to Brock Lesnar, we even called the episode after that because why the hell not? My man Daniel is back. Daniel, how are you doing today? One at, one day removed uh, from the Super Bowl. Yeah, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Got that sixth <laughs> ring. It's great right now. Yeah, I'm doing good right now. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady won. I want some money on the side. Brock Lesnar one, that's great too. I like it, man. You like all the people that everybody hates. Now I'm don't get don't get me wrong. I'm I'm with you, and I don't want to turn this into a big Super Bowl chat. Uh, I'm sure most people that listen to this actually probably do watch the Super Bowl. At least keep up to date with it. But I'm with you. Like, I think Tom Brady is up there as you know, as one of, if not the best player of all time. And I think that's why people hate him. It's easy to hate the best because they piss you off, especially the Patriots because they're there all the time. Yeah, but this season was different. Like they were counting them out early in the season because they started off bad and they're losing. Yeah. A, they had a pretty average record, but when they went to the playoffs, you know what's gonna happen. Is that it's uh, too great to not go to the Super Bowl? That's it because they lost in the this season. They lost five games, right? Didn't they? They they yeah. they like, which is crap. I mean, that's that's a bad record. But yeah, once lost you lost to some terrible teams too. Yeah, but once you get through, they know how to win. And actually, you know, without wanting to, you know, get on this too much, like right now there's a game going on in England in the Premier League between West Ham and Liverpool. It's West Ham 1, Liverpool 1 as I'm recording this. And that's the criticism of Liverpool as well, is that ever since they kind of got into first spot, can they keep it up? Because do they know how to win? And that's the best thing about being a champion, is about having the experience and knowing what to do in those situations. And Tom Brady is the flipping man at that. Exactly. And people are going to hear me some more. I don't really like football and soccer that much. I like if I watch soccer, it's American soccer. Am I no, that's all good, yes. man. No, that's all good, dude. Don't look, you'll, you'll be happy to know this podcast skews 50, uh, 50% like Europe and 50% America. So you've got 50% of people on your side, dude. It's all good. Football never made it. Over. It's weird. Football never really made it over to America as much as the NFL has now made it over here. The NFL is now really big in England. Like the last sort of five, six, maybe eight years. It's, yeah, it's really, really got bigger. Yeah, they have, they have like a couple of games there every season. Yeah, I know that they're awesome as well, man. They treat them like a like a big deal. And I think that's only going to keep um keep expanding. So right, let's let let's transition from one dominating champion to another. Because obviously, last time we had you on, the best thing that came out of the conversation was your undying love for Brock Lesnar. Uh, since then, he walked into the Royal Rumble, splatted Finn Balor <laughs> like a <laughs> like a fly, and now it certainly seems like he's moving on to take on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 35 for the Universal Championship. So, you know, I, I, I said this and I stand by it. I think that was one of my favorite matches on the show. I thought the way they booked Finn Balor for that little kind of burst 
and then just had Brock Lesnar tap him out with a legit move made perfect sense. Not a massive fan of what they did with Balor afterwards, just to get beaten up by Bobby Lashley, only because I thought he had some momentum. But in terms of Brock Lesnar's booking, especially when he came out on Raw and smashed Seth Rollins up as well, a lot of people were down on that. I actually think they're doing really well, especially if we do get to Mania and Seth Rollins wins. I think that's a nice story. Yeah, yeah. He, I, Seth Rollins is probably going to win, but yeah, the match was great. Like People, like, they, they did make you believe that Finn was about to come, but nah, nah that's never going to happen. At any point, did you think that Lesnar may lose, or were you confident? Because some people said during the match, they had a small, you know, just a small, like, oh, maybe they are going to, I mean, I never thought they'd do that, because I don't think WWE would, I just don't think they would. But did you ever think they were going to change the title? No, 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 but, but the, he, he made us believe, because he's like, probably the best seller that WWE has. Like, he, he sold the injury head in his, like, like liver, like, really good, Nah, he was going to win the whole time. Finn Balor? Come on, no, no, no. <laughs> Wait, it's true, right? I, I don't... Oh, well, I didn't see it coming, just just, just personally. Um, what about, like I say, building to Mania with... Obviously, Brock's going to be in a form of a main event going against Seth Rollins. You you know, what do you want to... Yeah, you know, what, what, I mean, what do you want to see from it? I mean, you have to... I guess you assume that's where Brock Lesnar loses the title, right? Yeah, I, I do believe he's he will lose a title, but I won't be surprised if he keeps it. But he's pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's gonna lose. Like Seth Rollins is like he hasn't had a hasn't had like the world champion in like a couple of years, and it's it's been his time. He had the the intercontinental champion, tag team champion. It's just his time to be on top. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a sad day, but yeah, it's his time. What do you do with Brock Lesnar then? That's a question. Because I, I think, I think when, he actually, when he loses the Universal title next time, I still want to see him on Raw, but I'd like to see him in feuds without the title just because then I feel like we can have more fun with him. For example, I wouldn't mind seeing Bobby Lashley versus uh, Brock Lesnar, but we can't do that if he's the champion because I don't think that WWE's going to put him in that position. That's Bobby Lashley, that is. So what do we do? We come, I know we're looking way, way ahead of the future, but we get out of yeah. WrestleMania 35... Seth, Seth Rollins wins, gets his big baby face moment. I think that's really important. And then what do you do with Brock? Like, obviously, he'll go away for a while. But you, you do know that there's been rumors that AEW want him as well, right? Yeah, his contract's up after WrestleMania, I think. And then, yeah, I was reading that Paul Heyman's negotiating contracts with UFC, WWE, and AEW. I just think that he's probably... Because he has been, like, training, like, wrestling. He's going to be sort of... He's probably going to fight... I still think I still believe he's gonna fight Daniel Cormier in March. If not, if he can't get it in March, they're probably gonna do it after Mania. So I think he's gonna do it after Mania. But when it comes back to the WWE, if he comes back, I don't know. I, Bobby Lashley seems like a good opponent. Maybe Matt Riddle. I probably that probably hmm, probably be like his last contract. I would say. Do you really think that he'll still fight UFC in March against Cormier? Because I want that to happen. But I think I've got to the stage with Brock now where I don't know if he's pulling the wool over my eyes or not. He, he yeah th- March or April like April or after that because <laughs> some there's like a concert of the videos that resurf that surfaces that him he's training with the University of Minnesota like with their wrestling team he's training with them and then there's some coaches saying he's been training and he's yeah, he's been, he looked a little slimmer to me when he was right there in the, in Royal Rumble so I I don't know if it's gonna happen in March but I I do see the fight happening within the WrestleMania after WrestleMania or before WrestleMania. On that note, again, I don't want to segue. Well, actually, maybe I do a little bit. What the problem I have with everything going on at UFC at the moment is everything with John Jones, obviously, because I don't want to get into the controversy too much. But 
you know, if you don't know, there's a whole ongoing drug testing issue with John Jones where he keeps popping for Tyrannobol, which is a steroid. But people have said it's just kind of, I don't even know the right word. They're saying he's pulsing it. So it's not actually him taking, um, you know, him taking the same drug. It's from a former drug test that he's already failed for. But that kind of does muddy the waters because ideally what I would like to see is I would love to see Brock versus Cormier just from a a name value point of view. It's such a crazy matchup. It's just, you know, something I never actually thought I'd see, especially because Cormier has now moved up to the heavyweight division. But then after that, I do want to see John Jones get into that mix. I don't know whether Cormier goes back down or John Jones goes back up. I'd still like to see Brock Lesnar versus John Jones. But I don't know how they work all that in with Brock's other commitments and his age and what he actually wants to do. That's my thing. I don't know how you fit that triangle together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, they'll, they'll get it done. If, I'm saying if he, if he loses to Cormier, then I... Honestly, don't see him ever fighting in UFC again. But if he beats him, I do see John Jones against um, Brock Lesnar. Because again, like they're on the big, he's only there for the big fights, and that's probably one of the biggest fights they could do. Or John Jones versus Cormier if Cormier beats Lesnar. But that's yeah, that's, that, what I see. that's fascinating as well. Cormier versus John Jones. Because you have to imagine it's just a UFC podcast now. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> you'd have to imagine that it's Cormier's last fight, if not one of yeah. the last fights. Because he said originally he said he wanted to retire by March. I think didn't he? Like mm-hmm. I swear that's what he wanted to do. I don't think he'll hit that because I just yeah. think, I, I I think he'll, you got to be smart, right? Yeah, he's forty on the twentieth of March, and he said that's what he wanted yeah. to finish. But I think if there's a lot of money on the table, you don't walk away. Like that would be ridiculous, especially because he's still brilliant. Daniel Cormier. But in terms of talking about wrestling, like, if you don't know, like Daniel Cormier and John Jones to wrestling are Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Like they absolutely, it's not like a joke. They absolutely hate each other. They really, yeah. Yeah, massively. Um, yeah. The other reason I think that the black fight might happen is because John Jones, he already has an announced fight at 235 in March against Anthony Smith. So that clears up John Jones, but that, that could bring in Dan, uh, Daniel Cormier versus Brock Lesnar, like the pay-per-view after or something like that. If they do, John Jones is fighting in March already. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, what's his name again? The guy he's fighting. You just said it. At Anthony Smith. He's I, like um. I don't know he's much one about of those guys. Him. Um, he's he's one of those guys who came up from the ranks. He's like he already has forty fights. His record is like thirty-seven and fifteen. Not the most prettiest um record, but this past year, twenty eighteen, he like he moved up to light heavyweight and he just went on a tear. Beat Shogun Rua, beat Rashad Evans, and beat uh, Vulcan Ozemir to get. He's like someone who had to. Cl- who, Scratch and claw his way to the top to the title shot. So people might not know that much. You don't think that he'd be able to? He's not. He's not John Jones caliber fighter though, is he? Um, nah, he's not even in the same level. He's he's a major underdog. Like it's like let, let's put it this way. It's like we have we have AJ Styles and he's fighting like a let's say who's in the roster like um like a mid carder basically. Jinder Mahal, Rusev. <laughs> Rusev. That's a yeah. better one. Yeah. Like a Rusev, like he, he he could give him a, sh- a good um, fight, but he's not going to win because Jones is just too good. He is, and that's but the, it, is, that... it is UFC, but it is UFC. It's an exhaustion. Anything think could happen. Of course, punch his chance, right? Punch his chance. Yeah, like, exactly. You, you never know. There's been some crazy, crazy results. I would, I would heavily suggest like if you never really got into UFC, if you do want to try and learn sort of the career paths of Brock Lesnar, John Jones, and Daniel Cormier, you will get into it because it's one of these amazing situations where. You know, UFC don't even need to tell a story because all these guys have certain, especially as well, because Daniel Cormier is a massive wrestling fan. 
I remember yeah. he was at a press conference one and his phone started ringing. And I think he had the Roman Reigns theme as his phone ringer or something like that. Like, and he, he, he's such an awesome dude. I mean, he does commentary too. I think, yeah. he, I think he'd do wonders for WWE commentary if the opportunity ever yeah. arose. He said that he had an um, um, audition with WWE, but he had, but he had to scrap that because he had, a, he had a, the fight with Derek Lewis. But he, he said that he ha- he's going to audition for the commentary role because they invited him over. Yeah. Because they're going to Fox and they said they would like to get Daniel Cormier in there. Oh, man. Put him on put him on Fox. Can you imagine? Smackdown with Daniel Cormier on Fox. I'm well into that. Oh, <laughs> that that's, that's fucking it's, excellent. It's it's good because he's actually like a real like uh, WWE fan. Because I was watching um the first UFC on ESPN card and they had Stephen A. Smith there who doesn't know anything about MMA. So I was like, I don't want one of those people to come in and talk about stuff they don't know. No, no, no way, man. You want... I, I get sort of the look and the voice. But Daniel Cormier has yeah. that, and he's legit too. Like that's why exactly. I like him. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, genuinely, if you want to sort of make sure you've got some fodder for the post WrestleMania season, if you can try and get into into it, it, just to, don't you have to worry about those. I mean, look, check out Conor McGregor as well because he's he's nuts, but uh, he's absolutely crazy. I'm sure most people got, know that. Yeah, but he got whooped his last fight. I did. Our man Khabib is just the oh, most he's a ter- he's, terrifying man. He, he, he both got suspended um, six months and nine months. Yeah, I, but it can't. It doesn't surprise me. Like again, if you don't know, they had a big. Again, it was it was a lot like uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. They just had a big fight after their actual yeah, scrap. Yeah, it, it got very personal. Like, oh man, woo-hoo. massive! Some of the stuff they were saying in the pre press the press conference as well. I was like, oh yeah, man, this ain't entertaining anymore. It's just bad. <laughs> it's just bad. Uh, Something like it killed bad. Uh, so, dude, it, just in general, I, I do want to talk about Raw in a second, just because we're a couple of oh, hours, yeah. a couple of hours away <laughs> from it. But no, 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 dude, it's, dude, I love talking about <laughs> UFC, man. But I just, um, I, I don't want to annoy too many people. But <laughs> looking back, before we look forward, what did you think of the Raw Rumble, and what did you think of kind of the fallout from it, be it on Raw and SmackDown? Because I actually oh, thought, dude. I thought that we had a good week. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great setup for everything. I liked um I did like I enjoyed the Rumble. The best match was the women's Royal Rumble match in my opinion and then I would go with the Brock Lesnar match, then the men's Royal Rumble. Just because it was obvious that to me that Seth Rollins was gonna win. I'm like not too much surprise entrance or anything surprising, but I was like it was good. It was a good Royal Rumble match, but I just like uh but the women's one, that was that was exciting and having Becky Lynch win, that should have closed the show. But yeah. Well that's a good thing to talk about actually, because we didn't talk about that before. What I agree with you. I think it should have closed the show because everybody was waiting for Becky Lynch. It made the Daniel Bryan match suffer and so on and so forth. The reason yeah. you'd have to assume they didn't is because they wanted to do the Nia Jax angle. Now, we had a quick chat about this beforehand. It was I thought it was an enjoyable angle. Like, you know, for what I don't know what it means going forward, but I thought it was an enjoyable angle. But how do you take it when probably the likely reason we didn't put Becky Lynch in that closing role is because Somebody at WWE wanted to do the Nia Jax thing and realized, well, she has to get her out of the way. For, you know, it's not as effective if she's already come out. Do you know what I mean? You have to do it that way around to make the Nia Jax thing more effective. Do you think that was a sort of mistake by WWE just to do that for a, you know, a cheap pop, I guess, for lack of a better term? Yeah, it was kind of like I, I, I enjoyed it. Like it was great seeing her get RKO. She kind of deserved it. And yeah, um, I thought when I thought. I, I thought there was going to be surprise injury at 30 because I'm like, I don't think they're actually going to put our truth at 30. But then I saw Nia Jax come on. I'm like, oh, wow, we're doing this. She's going to get a comeuppance right now. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, 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 side note, side note. Our truth was at Bellator 
uh, walking down Jack Stagger the night before. He was, know. wasn't he? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, he was in L.A. and then he flew back to Phoenix. I, I, that, I mean, I, that's just nuts. And also, I know that Jack I was watching it. Yeah, sorry, sorry, because I was watching the card. With, with, I was waiting for Jack Swagger and Fedor. I think I told you last time I was gonna watch the fight. Then I saw our truth from like, what? Isn't he, isn't he supposed to be Phoenix? <laughs> he just comes out with that's the power of planes man the power yep. of planes saying that though I know Swagger was fed to you know basically a dad who had had a couple yeah. of fights but I thought he looked alright you know again I know it's not sort of high end competition but he, he looked like he had the basics down do you know what I mean like, I, 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 was, I was oddly impressed yeah his, his ground his wrestling is obviously going to be great but I was more surprised that he got the triangle choking and like not like that's a good like um it's good that he knows his submission was like somewhat. Cause he tried to do a Kimura. I saw that uh, rear naked, and then he finished up with a triangle choke. So at least I just know that it's good to see that he's knowing he's taking this very seriously, and he's like, you can tell he's gonna improve. Yeah, no, I I think he could not as sort of dominant as Brock, but I think no. he could absolutely sort of make a splash in the MMA world. I think he's got the exactly. I think he's got the thing. And also, just a quick note as well. As for Fedor, more. Badar smashed him up. That broke my heart. That broke my heart right there. Dude, man. One of my favorites. Time. Time think, catches up with everyone, dude. I, I wanted to see him win and then retire after that. But I guess he's gonna just, he might retire after this loss. Badar didn't, didn't get hit, right? No, he just... He waited for... Because the thing with Fader, he leaves that right hand really low and heavy to take away for the counter punch. And Bader came with the left hand that just clipped him and he's... Those, those lights from there, there was no punches. It's crazy. I think he checked the kicker too, but no, nothing. That's crazy. Absolutely, no, the whole thing. I tell you what. Again, if you if you have been sort of, I can't know the right word, but sort of thinking about jumping into MMA, check out Bellator as well. Bellator's quite a good show. Like, I, I, Bellator, Bellator's good. Yeah, no, I like it. I, 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 they're, I th- they're more top heavy than UFC, but it, it's good to know, like, because yeah, they, they're more top heavy, like the top of the card, and the rest of the card is kind of like eh. But it, watching those fighters is still pretty good and entertaining. There's a nasty knockout like earlier in the card too. Yeah, yeah. I think you kind of get a good idea about up and comers as well. Yeah. Like yeah, no, I I, I like it. I absolutely love it. I, I I'm a big fan. Uh, right. So let, let's get on to the, to the nitty gritty. Um, so I have in front of me the the raw preview, um, and I, we'll, we'll go through it bit by bit because there's a lot of interesting stuff here. The main one I want to talk about is this. I'm going to read exactly how it is. Uh, Stephanie McMahon invites Becky Lynch to Raw this evening. So obviously Becky Lynch is still a SmackDown superstar, so we've got to find a way to get her across. And literally it says, Stephanie McMahon has extended a Raw invite to SmackDown Live superstar and winner of the 2019 Women's Raw Rumble match Becky Lynch. Will the man have another tense confrontation with Ronda Rousey? And we don't need to read the rest. Now, I find this very interesting because obviously up to this point, uh, Stephanie McMahon hasn't needed to be a central figure in whatever Becky Lynch has been doing. There is the worry, of course, that maybe we get a classic McMahon segment when, you know, when Becky Lynch gets sort of told off by Stephanie McMahon. I don't think anybody wants to see that. But you tell me, man, like you just said, the women's rumbles, your favorite, th- the, the match was the favorite thing at the pay-per-view. Now we're doing this. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what do you want to see in about you know, three hours time when Stephanie McMahon and Becky Lynch lock eyes in the middle of a ring? I want to honestly probably get get it get her in a disarmor, but that's probably not gonna happen. Um, probably like probably confirm the match and probably talk about how it might be the main event. And she's gonna go about women's revolution, this and that. I see that going down. Yeah. Do you do? You, are you worried at all? Because again, a lot of the uh, the the worry on social media is they think that Stephanie McMahon is just gonna run down 
Becky Lynch, and I get, I don't really think that's something that they want to no, see. I don't think that she hasn't done that in a while too, so I don't think she's gonna do that. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't really know what I mean, unless, unless it's just a way for sort of Ronda Rousey and Charlotte to just bombard out as well. Ah, and, you're right. And I then want Charlotte in there. <laughs> what do you want about the? Because I've come round to that now. I actually think that if you put Charlotte in that main event, you probably get a better match. And really, it doesn't affect anything anyway. As long as Becky Lynch wins, nobody's going to care. So you know, you're booking, right? I give you the WWE book, and I say you make the you make the women's main event at WrestleMania 35. Do you take Charlotte out of it? I take Charlotte out and just put her against Oscar. Yeah, no, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I go with that. <laughs> I liked it the way it is because that's how the story's being told. Like, why are you adding Charlotte? I know Charlotte's like probably the like the person they they the, they care about the most, but still, it's like it's it's the, it's between Ronda and Becky Lynch, the man, Becky Lynch. No, not the woman, the man. <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting. I think come tomorrow, that's going to be the segment that gets most people wound up. I would imagine. Exactly. Uh, <coughs> next up is, uh, this is a weird one. Kurt Angle addresses his future with the WWE. Following Kurt Angle's crushing loss last week to Baron Corbin, the WWE Hall of Fame will address his future on Raw. It is unclear at this time just what Angle will be announcing, but you won't want to miss whatever the four-time WWE champion has to say. Now, if you haven't been watching, um, basically, uh, Kurt Angle gets his ass kicked every time he's out there. He got his ass kicked by Drew McIntyre a few weeks ago. He got his ass kicked by Baron Corbin really easily last week, like surprisingly so. I was like, okay. And he got eliminated quickly in the Rumble. I mean, he really did, right? I mean, he wasn't in there that yeah, long at like, all. Uh, he was the first one eliminated, I think. Well, not the second one, I think. It was quick, but he was barely in there, right? Once it yeah, was yeah, once, once it was done, you were like, was he even in there? So Same, same with Dean Ambrose. The way he got, the way he got um, thrown out, like, yeah, he's he's done. Well, at least that makes sense now. Now we know what's yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's the main thing. It's, it's like, um, if you're on your way out, they're going to put you in that kind of position. So at least I can, at least I can accept that. But I, I, I don't get the, uh, yeah, the cut. The, I mean, what do you want to see? Cut angle, obviously. He should, he should, um, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, but he's obviously like an all-time legend. He's not hungry. Yep. So it's just I can't think of somebody else they've done with, with this with that kind of just turns up and, and gets his ass kicked. So he's obviously going to address something tonight. Someone's obviously going to come out and interrupt him. We'll probably start building to a WrestleMania match. Whether that's Kurt Angle's last match, I don't know. But what do you do, man? Again, you know, you're, you're a wrestling fan yeah. from the Brock Lesnar era. Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar had, you know, ridiculous oh, matches. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, what, what do we do with him? I would say, yeah, he, he was probably, he's probably going to come out, say he's going to retire after WrestleMania. Who wants one last match? I'll see EC3 coming out and challenging him, and then him going over Angle since already had matches in TNA and stuff like that. Interesting, man. Well, you think EC3 goes over as well at WrestleMania? Of course. Nah, dude, I like that. But what do you? Is that it for Kurt Angle though? Do you draw a line yeah, under yeah, it and it. say that, that, that's, that's it? That's it for him. Because he has nothing left to prove and nothing left to do in WWE. He's done everything. He has my respect, your respect. I do agree with that. I, I never agree with this. Like, people always go, oh, you're ruining his legacy. I never agree with that. Like, no one ever remembers, again, going back to the Tom Brady thing, right? Let's say Tom Brady goes another season and his next season's absolutely crap. There'll be conversations about that for a while. But after that's all said and done, nobody will talk about that season. You know, it's, exactly. like, it's like Shawn Michaels, right? It's, it's Shawn Michaels. No, one, no one's going to talk about Crown Jewel. We're going to talk about the, you know, the. the, the I, I talk the, about Crown Jewel. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Just to get people triggered. No, I'm kidding. 
It is true. They do, but that's the point, right? That's why people will do it. Mostly, people will talk about the Undertaker matches. They'll talk about. Oh, we don't need to go through the list of accolades of, of Shawn Michaels. I like that though with Kurt Angle, though, man. That's the best theory that I, I've heard so far. I think it uses him well. You know, it puts it puts EC3 in a great angle. You're right; they know each other from from Impact TNA, so it's not like it, it, I'm sure they can work something out. And man, what a way to debut somebody new on the roster! Exactly uh, because EC3 hasn't been shown in SmackDown, so it's like he's he's going to be in Raw since he's already been in the Pack Six segments and all. And yeah, um, what do you think they're going to do with the Undertaker? No match, match, dude. What's you know, at, at this at this stage, I would say just don't do it, right? I think the card is already stacked if you start sort of fantasy booking. And I think one of the worst things we did in recent memory was when we allowed the Bray Wyatt Undertaker match to happen. I thought that was such a bust. I thought we could have built up to that better and we could have executed it better. But because it, it, it kind of felt like we only did it to get Undertaker on WrestleMania. And there's no, you know, there's no, ever since he lost, he doesn't need to be on every year. He can, you know, he can vanish for a while and, and that's fine. I still think they'll probably work him in would be my guess. But from a personal point of view, I'd much rather they didn't do anything. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't need to see, especially because I saw him at Crown Jewel. I don't need to see him again, especially not in something that gets thrown together at the last minute. What about against Shawn Michaels? Nah, well, the, the problem with that is, <laughs> but it, it's never going to live up to what you want it to be, though, is it? You want, you want what happened like almost ten years ago. And I don't true, think it. True. I don't think it will. I love it from a on paper point of view. And you know, if they could only go sort of a few, uh, a, a few minutes or, or or something like that, I think that would be that would be awesome. But yeah, I don't know. I I I I I, I don't know. I, I don't think they could top what they did. So why bother? Is kind of the other thing that that I think. Would you want to see it though? If you had the choice, would you put it on? Undertaker, uh, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it for the fans. Let's do it for the fans. Yeah, it would be good. <laughs> I like I like the cut angle idea though, man. But but I I would rather have um if we, if if it's still going on Triple H against Batista, but that looks like it might not happen, which is sad. If they don't do that, I wouldn't mind this rumor that they're going to do Triple H versus Dean Ambrose. I'm all right with that. I, even if even if Dean Ambrose loses, at least he'll be featured in a big match. <laughs> He's gonna. I can see him just taking the pedigree one two three. Get him out of here. You know, I, I, dude, that is so. What would happen as well? Yeah. What if he comes? What if in the first second he comes in? Takes the gut, kick to the gut, trip, like, done in five seconds. Would you get mad? Well, that, mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think you need to do that, right? Like, I, I, don't I, think I don't think there's ever a need to do that. Facts. Well, I'm just saying. Sorry, what's, what's the rest of the preview for that, Right, next, next preview. Right, Sasha Banks and Bailey face Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross in the final wow. in the final Raw WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Now this pisses me off because exactly. why? Why are <laughs> why they? Why are they in qualification matches where on SmackDown nobody has to have a qualification match? That doesn't make any sense. Flipping the Iconics and uh, Mandy Rose and what's her face, Sonny Deville, Sonny just Deville. went, oh, we're in now. But for some reason, Maybe. Sasha Banks and Bailey have to fight their way there. What gets you more mad is why would you put Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross? Their personal lines <laughs> are not even the same. That doesn't make sense at all. What the hell? It's like, oh, my God. I don't even think they've had That's a chat. Dumb. They, they have. They never had a talk. They just, they just they just came up to arena, saw the freaking board of the matches, like, oh, I'm with Alicia Fox, like that's that's some WWE 2K universe. Most <laughs> type stuff right there. It's just throwing together. 
Put a, put a random match in there. So bizarre. I wow. mean, the why don't get as well. It even says here the winning duo of the match will join Raw's team of Nia Jackson, Tamina, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan, and SmackDown's Iconics. Now, I don't remember Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan qualifying. They probably did, and I forgot. But the Iconics most definitely did not. Although no, in, in, I saw on social media that they just got announced. Yeah, and interesting though, Mandy Rose and. Sonya Deville aren't on that list, so maybe they are going to put them in a qualification match, but that still doesn't explain the, explain the iconics. I've made up my mind with this now. Like With all the nonsense we did um, with uh, Sasha Banks and Bayley earlier, earlier in, the, in, in the last year, whenever the hell it was, I think they've got to win the tag team championships. That's the only way I think we can make this work. Yeah, I see that too. Or they might just say, screw that, let's put it on Mandy and Sonya Deville. I wouldn't mind that, you know. I, I, quite, I, I like them as a team. I think they're all right. Yeah. I, don't, I thought they were going to, I thought, maybe I'm wrong, I thought they were going to put two NXT women's tags in there. Before. I might be wrong, but I thought I heard that somewhere. Say again, sorry, man? I thought they were going to add women's, like, from the NXT tag team to put in there, but oh, I'd be maybe right. I heard it wrong or something. Oh, no, if they put but, Ka- Kari Sane and Io Shirai together or something, I'm well up for that. Yeah. That would rock. That's, they have been teaming gonna, recently as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? Is it going to be an elimination chamber match, or is this, like, a random four-team Tag team match. What for the championships? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's an elimination chamber match. Yeah. Right, so right, I don't. Right. I, I I guess they're just gonna fit each team in two pods. <laughs> I guess that's just what they're gonna do. Which will be. Uh, I like. I actually like the way. Apart from the crazy, why you you a team and why do they have to qualify? But you, that is all nuts. I do actually quite like the idea. I think whoever wins it will win it in a good match that people want to see. I think if Sasha Banks and Bailey become the first ever champs, that will kind of right all the wrongs that we've done with both of them. Exactly. And if I they, hope they can, I'm sorry, I hope uh, they can like, defend it around NXT and SmackDown, not just some draw. Well, that'd be awesome, right? Because you know, technically, there is only one women's tag team champions across all three. So what a great, what a great way to uh, not only that, but also rev Sasha Banks and Bailey back up by letting them go to SmackDown. And yeah, you they can be the the trendsetters about them, about people sort of jumping and jumping back and forth from NXT as well. Because once you've done it once, it no longer becomes weird. Exactly. Yeah, it, it won't feel like a it won't feel like a demotion then at all. So yeah, they should absolutely they should absolutely do that. So, but anyway, they've got to get through. And also, this is going to suck because if our predictions are correct. It means that Nikki Cross is about to lose and go out of this tournament. It's not the best call up, is it? Like to just get no, caught up and lose. Why, why is she in Raw anyway? Just he was sanity, even though sanity is nowhere to be found at all. Oh, I, 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 dude, that's it a might whole... be better than Alicia Fox teaming with her. <laughs> I tell you what, though, Alicia Fox's entrance at the Royal Rumble. I'd be lying if I said I didn't like it a little bit. It was kind of hilarious. Funny. She's so weird in a good way, but she's so weird. Uh, I wonder how she's kept. Like that job for like over a decade too. Like she's really? probably the longest tenured uh, woman dresser in there. She's got to be man. I'm gonna find out right now. Alicia Fox debuted in. That's, that's, that's a salute to her too. So for, yeah, for two, two, two thousand eight. Eleven years. Eleven what? years. Beautiful. Fair play. Fair play. You can't. The only one near that I would think is Natalia. Yeah, well, that's a good point. And oh, man, this is just gonna be the rest of the podcast now. As I look, as I look up, she no, debuted in two thousand and eight as well. Yeah, both two thousand and eight. Yeah, they're just good hands, I guess. Respect to them. I know. Respect to them. You don't. You don't see that much people staying at ODE for that long. Yeah, you don't do that by accident. There's got to be something there. 
Uh, the other thing going down is, does Seth Rollins regret his decision to choose Universal Champion Brock Lesnar as his opponent uh, by, yes, incit- <laughs> by inciting a brawl with Champion Brock Lesnar? At the end of this week's Raw, uh, Seth Rollins made it clear he'll be challenged at Mania, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Rollins is resilient as they come, even though... Okay, that's just nonsense. The real question is that, obviously, we're not going to get Brock on TV until WrestleMania, I would imagine, right? I'm sure he'll pop yeah. up on some, some Raws here and there. That's fine, uh, because we, yeah. you, we're used to it, and we can still push Brock as this dominating champion. What do you do with Seth Rollins, though? Because Seth Rollins has to do something over two pay-per-views. How, how, would, you, how would you book him? Like, what, what, what kind of situation do you put himself in? Um, promos? Um, but can he just do that for two? Because I think if he, he does he, that he, for he two months... He can do promos, and then like, take this little fight, like maybe a Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley week here and there. I Hmm. Well, that's yeah, it. He, he already, in reality, like he already got the championship. Does he really have to come anymore? Like, like he was talking about. <laughs> he already got the shot. He already got the Royal Rumble. But yeah, you got nothing to do. You could just take some time off, right? Well, yeah. The, the other, Did the, he just do an angle to today. Just, just throw him off of a table. He'll come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just give him time off. I mean, <laughs> the other thing as well is that apparently, and again, who knows how much of this stuff is true and how much of this not is true. Apparently, Seth Rollins is legitimately injured and is going to rest for the for the next month. You know, he'll do promos and stuff, and he'll be on Raw. But hey, he there you go. So maybe they, maybe they will do that. What it does tie into though is all the stuff with Braun Strowman, Dream McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. Obviously, you know, Braun Strowman's uh... involved with a feud between those two. Because the, again, the, the the theory I heard that I thought was was the best for this. Was the, I mean, it's dumb in terms of continuity. But if you're going to do Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin at a pay-per-view and you've got Seth Rollins just sat around, does Seth Rollins team up with Braun Strowman to take on those two? I don't want to see that because I just don't no, find no. it. In fact, I don't want to see any combination of these three guys just because I kind of feel like <laughs> it. I kind of feel like it takes the focus off them too much and they get lost in the mix. And when we, and when we do that... I, I do think it affects them. I do think we kind of lose a bit of focus. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, Drew McIntyre, oh, that's, what's happened to him, dude? He was, he was in the top four, main event, and then he gets mixed up with Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman, and now he's down to card. I don't know what he's going to do for WrestleMania, the, the Andre Moore Battle Royal. Well, I, see, I see ladder match. I don't know. But what, but what does he do? I, was, I, I We had this conversation on the podcast the other day. Who the hell do you book Braun Strowman against? If you book him nah, against... Braun Str- Strowman could just hit this one out. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if he goes against Drew McIntyre, right? Uh, who wins that match? Because we clearly still want to push Drew. You can't, keep drop, you can't keep dropping out Braun because you've done that too much. So what the hell do you do? Like, I really don't know what you do. They could... They could uh, if they're going to wrestle, if they're going to have a match, I would put Drew over and then just put... Storm in a SmackDown, um, but they, they could both be in the like I said, I see ladder match in WrestleMania that could happen as well. That's true, but with Bobby Lashley, yeah, he, he's going to need an opponent as well. We're talking to Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley. That's the other. We'll talk about the weirdest segment in a minute. Uh, but Finn Balor is apparently going to have a non-title match against Bobby Lashley. I mean, I would presume that Finn Balor wins that match. And then sets up uh, an IC championship match at fast at the Elimination Chamber, which is fine. I mean, it's a little bit dull, but it's not the end of the world either. Nah, it's not. I don't. I like Bobby Lashley. I like Leo Rush too. And I got and I, I need to get I need to get that shirt, the Lashley 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 shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a really good shirt. I want it. Um, but yeah, they're just gonna have a regular match. Probably go to Fat Fastlane or Elimination. Which one's Elimination Chamber? 
Elimination, Elimination Chamber's next, and then the fast. I think that's already yeah. booked up with a bunch of matches, like three, like a maximum two Elimination Chamber matches, and a couple of fillers too. Oh, our oh, our truth is a champion too. Shout out to our truth. He absolutely is, man. That that surprised that, that. I mean, I love our truth. He just cracks me up, him. but. I didn't see that coming at all. Like, I didn't see that coming. No, no, because I, I, I was watching SmackDown, but then I want to go make food and do some stuff. I come back, he's a champion. I'm like, what just <laughs> happened? I looked for like 20 minutes. But I'm like, I'm not mad at it because I know that's Vince McMahon's boy. Oh, yeah, well, clearly, man. Like, again, that's another guy that sort of defies the test of time and just does it. How has he been doing it for so long? I don't know. I guess because I heard that Vince McMahon's good friend. He makes him laugh and stuff. Like, is that what it is? Actually... Yup. That, that's what. That, yeah. I thought you knew. Like, there he makes Vince McMahon laugh. Like, that's yeah, one of his favorite people. They're good friends, actually. Well, there you go. Look at that. You learn something new every. Well, that explains a lot, right? Explains why he puts him in those situations. And fair play to our truth. He always nails it. Like, no matter what kind of situation you, those funny. He always makes it funny. Like, always. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew, right? Well, exactly. That's, he's just a really good guy. He's like, he makes me laugh. Like his character is good. Like, come on, our truth, Hall of Fame. Oh Hall yeah. Fame. Oh no, I think so. No, in in that kind of Hall of Fame, absolutely, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. No, no, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I'd Who be surprised. Who going to go into Hall of Fame this year? Well, actually, that's the other thing I was going to talk about. The rumors have come out as we started doing this podcast that um, apparently it's going to be the Hart Foundation as one of them. Which would obviously, yeah, which would obviously be Bret Hart and Jimmy Anvil Neidhart. I mean, you could probably argue that potentially maybe Jimmy Anvil Neidhart should be going in by himself, but mm-hmm. you know, that's I, I still think it's a nice thing. I think Bret Hart will like that too. I don't think you know Jim Jim Neidhart would be against any of that. And obviously, it also means you know, talk about yeah. hell freezing over. Bret Hart goes into into the Hall of Fame twice, which is ridiculous. True, true. You think uh, China should get the nod too? Well, the thing is, right, if they're putting Jim Neidhart in, they probably won't put another deceased wrestler in there. They only uh, use... I was, yeah. was going to say... I was going to say, uh, never mind, never mind. No, it's true, but they only usually put in one a year. So I think maybe, oh, that's, right. maybe that's the spot. Look, I, I think she should go in. I think by this stage, you know, if we're going to start judging wrestlers by stuff they've done away from the ring, then nobody can go in, really. I mean, that's the truth facts, of it, isn't it? Like, facts. So I'd put her what in. About, what about... Hold on, controversial. What about Chris Benoit? Nah, dude, you can't. You can't. I, I, no, you, no, no, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were going to say so. Uh, I thought, right, I no, gonna... no, no. I was, I was just, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. But if I, didn't, I shouldn't have said that. That's my guy. That's why. But okay. If not, like, I would, see, I would like to see Batista, but I'm pretty sure it'll save us for next year. I think if Batista is taking on Triple H at WrestleMania... Uh, yeah, that, that he should. I I bake him the headliner this year. I think that's a really nice way for him to finish up with WWE. Like, have your match against Triple H that you want. I won't think it'll be the best match in the world, but I'll enjoy it because I like. Yeah, I love yeah, I love him. I absolutely love him. So he's, that, he's a he's a big star too. So he brings in attracts more people to watch. Oh man, he's a bigger star now than he was when he left in terms of all his his Marvel and his acting stuff. Like he's you know he's a, he's a Hollywood guy. So yeah, I would absolutely. I would do that, and I and I would induct him. Maybe that's why they have because usually they announce the headliner first. But maybe that's why they're not doing it because they're waiting to see if Triple H recovers from his peck in time, and then we can shift across to, to doing all of that. That's what I'd like to see anyway. That's what I'd mm-hmm. like to see. But um, the one thing before we do get off Raw, there's one thing we got to talk about. I never, I thought when Jeff Jarrett came out at number two in the Raw Rumble, I never thought to be set. We'd be sitting here two weeks later discussing that on Raw. 
we're going to get Elias versus <laughs> versus Jeff Jarrett and the Road Dog. That's what we're getting. Yeah. That, that's what. And don't get me wrong, I've enjoyed all of this, but I just, I just crazy, absolutely crazy. I, I, I would never think of Jeff Jarrett being in WWE ever again, just because of TNA and other stuff. I'm like, so it's nice that he's he got his Hall of Fame nod and he's in there. I'm like, wow, it's surreal. I'm like, well, Double J. And then when I saw Road Dog come on, I'm like, oh, okay, we're gonna go to this. I'm like the the match is probably gonna not be that good, but nostalgia. I like Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog. No, I do, and I think as long as we don't overdo this, and that Elias wins, I think Elias has, has, has got to beat them. Like I think that's really, really, really important. Really, I, but he went over last last week. It's true. No, no, he did. Wrestling, wrestling no. logic says that he's gonna lose. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, it's your bite. It's Road Dog. He has Road Dog thing in his corner, and Road Dog is. He's, he's boys with AAA, so he's probably like, yeah, you can go over. No, it's true. Yeah, no, no, it's, you know, it's not, it's not the way. And also, the, apparently, as well, again, it's all speculation and innuendo. But I read a report this week that apparently management aren't sure if they've got anything with Elias. And kind of whatever he does tonight on Raw is almost like a final test to see how he's going to be booked going forward. Which I think wow. is crazy, because I thought he's been doing pretty well the last few weeks. Oh. Hmm. Well, he's his act is really different. Yeah. They should have just um, focused more on like his music and his album. Like they could, they could potentially make a music star with him, with the wrestler too. But they shouldn't be dropping the ball on him this early. No, I, I thought I thought it was weird, and I, I I don't know. We'll see what happens later. But I, I find it. Don't get me wrong as well. Jeff Jarrett's punches are the best punches I think I've ever seen in WWE. <laughs> like it actually looks like he's punching people, and I, I guess that kind of underlines not necessarily how bad other people are, but just how good. How good he is. I just don't know how it's going to go. I really don't. If you Again, if you had told me this a couple of weeks ago, Simon, you've got to predict Jeff Jarrett versus Elias, I would be like, I don't, I don't even know how we're going to get there. But I, I, th- I think that's why it's fun, right? I saw a lot of people being kind of down. I'm like, nah, I like surprises. I like things coming out of left field. It makes me laugh. It makes me happy. Even if Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog does win, it's WWE. They can get over that straight away. So, you know, like, I, I, I think it'll be the weirdest part of the night, though. I think it'd be absolutely the weirdest, weirdest part of uh, of all. Yeah. But also on paper, I think that sounds like a decent episode. To be honest, I think it sounds like a good. It, it, it does sound like good. It has has a good match. A, a surprise, a, a, a surprise with what Kurt Angle's gonna say and Blake Lynch and Stephanie McMahon. Like that's a good. That's a good show to me. Oh, but you just got to see what those filler matches are going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly, the, uh, man. Gender Mahal and the Singh brothers, against <laughs> some random, some random jobbers. Do you do you yeah. watch it live every week, man? Um, yeah, love it. I, um, the thing is for me is like since I live in the West Coast, I get the West Coast feed, so I have to watch it at eight. So by the time when I watch it, it's already done. But I just try not to take it the spoilers. Oh, cool. I didn't I think about that. One, that's what, I take a glimpse. I want it was whatever, but I try not to look at the spoilers just so I could be surprised and engaged. Would you? Do you ever? Would you ever? Would you prefer it as live? So what, like five o'clock or something, four o'clock or something like that? For me, it works for eight because sometimes, like, I might have stuff to do, and by the time it's five, so it's like, I might, I don't, I might be at work or something, or I might be at school. Yeah. So it works for me at eight, or yeah. If not, out, yeah, it works for me at eight, like, because mostly I don't get home to like around this time or like at five or something. 
I never thought about that. See, you live in the dream. We have to stay up till one o'clock over here to watch <laughs> to watch stupid wrestling. Uh dear, the beauty of time zones. Uh, the other thing so I've been doing it your whole life, so you got used to it. It's, you know what? it's true, I have, man. Like with pay-per-views, I just accept it. I'm just like, okay, cool. If that's what I gotta do, that's what I'll do. All good. Uh the other thing I wanted to talk about, have you seen all this news of Rusev today? No, what happened to Rusev? Yeah, so he was on a, he was on Lillian Garcia's podcast. And oh, he okay. he was very, very open. Like more so, again, I, I won't get, I'm not going to pretend I've ever listened to Lillian Garcia's podcast. I haven't. But as soon as I heard this, I did go check it out because I was like, I didn't, I wanted to kind of like, you know, validate the quotes. And his, his basic point was, is, you know, he thinks that he deserves more that he's getting. Uh, you know, he dropped all this weight because he was told, you know, to get, to get the body that, that he told. And, you know, and his, his, his big quote was, you know, I, I do all these changes. I do all these things to change, but nothing actually changes the way he's being handled. He talks about Aiden English and says that you know them breaking up Rusev Day and and it was made no it made no sense. He doesn't agree with it at all. He'd rather have kept everybody together. So you know, it's a really really and they must know this is going to be seen by management. And um, yeah, it's very open. Look at there, buddy. Well, that's the thing. I mean, but I, in this, the, I think the thing for me is it, he kind of has. You know, he's kind of protected, given the landscape at the moment with AEW. Like, I think I know Rusev isn't like a super duper star, but yeah, I think I say, is he is he really an asset to the company? I, he's but, good, but does he does he move the needle? I would I would I'd say does not. The needle, Simon. I would I would say not at the moment. <laughs> but I'd also say that I think if he did walk out tomorrow and he walked into a company at All Elite Wrestling, I think it, with the right creativity and the right push. I think he absolutely could be that guy. I just don't think he's ever been given the opportunity. That's my thing. I think every time he's been given something, he's made it work. Like, even that terrible angle a couple of years ago in the summer with Dolph Ziggler and Summer Rae, which was awful. I mean, it was. His bits were funny. Like, him calling Lana a wet fish and <laughs> chucking Fisher and stuff. Like, he made, he, made that, he made that work. But what else has he been given? He's never really been given anything. No, his, his title run lasted, like, like, more, like, a week or something. They just said no. That's, well, he does do, like, his best. Like, you can tell, like, the Rusev day was just a joke, but he made it. He became a... He turned from heel to face naturally, so, yeah. But, you know, it's... Yeah. You're just speaking, like, what happened to Dolph Ziggler, too, man? Like, that was my I, guy. I don't get that at all. Because, obviously, Dolph Ziggler told everybody that he's not going to be in the Rumble, and then he's in the Rumble, and now he's not on Raw the following night, and he's certainly not on Raw this evening, I don't think. I don't know what they're doing with him. He he does have a he he has a case to leave. Like, but they're they're throwing so much money at him. He's like, I'll just stay and be a jobber. He cho- he made the choice. I don't think he's gonna go. Nah, I don't think so either. I I, I think he, I think he'll stay. I don't know why. I, again, there was more murmurings that he was gonna he got offered a producer role. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Um, we'll see. But no, I, I think. With, with everything going on with All Elite Wrestling, again, Ambrose is the biggest one, right? He's the biggest one to, to make a fuss and everyone to turn their heads. I think, I think he's a top star, Dean Ambrose. I, I really do. I think, I think that's a major coup, if it is indeed true. But I think if people like Rusev went, I don't think Dolph Ziggler would go, but if he went to, I think it's more how it changes, it changes the momentum, right? I think that's the difference, is that all of a sudden people are leaving rather than coming in. Yeah. I think that's the key. I, that, that's why yeah. I find it interesting. But I, the best thing about All Elite Wrestling, and I don't know if he would have done this anyway, but it seems to have given wrestlers this confidence to come out and have these really candid conversations. I mean, Rusev coming out basically saying, I don't know why they did this. I don't know why they did that. And I want to be a bigger deal than I am. 
I mean, that's, you know, this is ridiculous. It's crazy. You've never done that even Damn, six people, weeks ago. People are starting to have those balls now. They're just starting to speak out. They know all the eats right there. Yeah. Well, they, if they're a big enough start, like, I've, I can see Rusev, like, getting a pretty good payday over there. Uh, Dean Ambrose, of course, he's a, he's been a main eventer, so he's going to get paid like main event anywhere he goes. Do you think it's legit? Do you think he's actually leaving? Because a lot of people think um, it's a storyline. I would say, yeah, the way he's been ever since his heel turn, like he hasn't been been doing that much of anything. He, his character's, eh. I f- yeah, he's probably gone. The only, th- the only reason I say he, he would stay is for his wife, but if he get paid better and treated better somewhere else, why wouldn't he go? Yeah, and, nah, I agree. Yeah, he's a yeah, yeah. He, he's been treated. I I really lost focus. With, I don't really care too much about Dean Ambrose since like a lo- while ago. So tells you. That's the end of the shield. Right. End of the shield as well. Never going to get that oh. triple threat match at WrestleMania. So many people never. wanted. Never done. Nah, never. Over. Finished. Uh, one thing we should have talked about as well, and we didn't, man. I want to get your take on not only Daniel Bryan's new belt, but also the fact that he teamed up with Eric Rowan. <laughs> the strangest twist Eric ever. Eric Rowan, that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I didn't see that coming. That was like a tur- like a like curveball. I'm like Eric Rowan. First of all, why is he wearing those shoes? Second of all, when did he get tattoos? Third of all, I'm not mad at it. Um, I, the only thing I would like to see if, like, if they, because if, I think Harper is injured right now, I wouldn't mind seeing Harper join in when he's fully healthy. And that title uh, look, doesn't look very comfortable. It doesn't didn't look like it did. fold. It didn't. <laughs> I don't know if it could fold. That's why when I saw he just had it on his shoulder, he never put it around his waist. That's true. It's true. Although I think I think there was some apparently at a house show, he uh, he just stood on a tight. He just stood on a rope. He literally like at the end of his match, he just climbed the rope and he stood there for ten minutes with the belt wrapped around his waist and his his music played out twice. It's like, <laughs> it's just like Daniel Bryan is crazy. Uh, also, uh, the other thing is as well. Again, I read all this. I don't know how true it is. Apparently, the original idea for the Rowan spot was going to go to Lars Sullivan. Like that was going to be his role. I don't necessarily mm. think that's a role we should have given to somebody like him. I don't know if that would have no, worked. His his character wouldn't wouldn't even no. It's because it's it's okay with Rowan because he never heard him speak or do anything. But with Lars Sullivan, he's already like established in NXT. He's a monster. He's some this and that. Like, wouldn't make sense for him to do that. No, and we don't even know when he's coming back at this point because he was going to be. It, he was going to be fighting John Cena as well. These are, again, all the yeah. all the stuff that are coming out is that the 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 big match that, at uh, at WrestleMania that was a terrible was... match for John Cena. <laughs> well, even if he even if he puts Eric uh, Eric Rowan, if he puts Lars Sullivan over, does that not like just establish Lars Sullivan straight away? It does, but John Cena, come on, John Cena shouldn't be nah. I miss John Cena on TV too, <laughs> dude. I don't think he's coming back to WrestleMania either, man. I think he's out dang. for three months. Yeah, dang. I, I love dang John Cena. Oh, John, he deserves it. He deserves the part time. He he did his full time for over ten years. It's cool. Oh yeah, I never get. Who's, I I never worry about stuff like that. Like let him do whatever they want. Who cares? Yeah, who should he wrestle though? I don't know. That's that's a real question. I I didn't mind the Lars Sullivan idea just because I've always been a massive advocate of if you're going to bring a guy up, push them as hard as you can. Like and you know that's that 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 is just something, I just something that I, I I would like to see. But I think now, given yeah, the he, he threw all the goodwill out the window when he just didn't show up. Like yeah, he does. And you I can't I, disrespect I, him like that. I do sympathize with the situation. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah, you should do that. You should always be professional. But I do sympathize 
if he is dealing with you know anxiety stuff, I do sympathise with that because that's just yeah. that's just the worst. But now that's all done, I honestly would give it. I give that spot to Drew McIntyre. Like that's what I, 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 yeah, I, I think Drew McIntyre, if we're actually going to go all in with this, needs a big spot on a WrestleMania card. Drew McIntyre can beat John Cena and it doesn't affect John Cena at all, but it turns, you know, it, it turns um, Drew McIntyre into a really big deal. So I would absolutely do that. And I think that would be, I think that'd be awesome. If, it, if it's done it right as well, I think it really lights up McIntyre. So <laughs> what, what if they. <laughs> What did they say? Nope, we're putting Braun Strowman against John Cena. <laughs> who wins though? Who, who, who wins though? Who wins? John Cena. Uh, they, they, they they start the match. He goes. Uh, Strowman goes for a clothesline, misses it. AA done. I tell you what, right? If that happens, a I'm going to be convinced that Braun Strowman has heat. Like he's done something bad. <laughs> but also, I that to me would be it. I think you could draw a line on the Braun Strowman thing then, because if his last two WrestleMania appearances. Are uh, lose to Nicholas. Uh, sorry, win the tag team titles with Nicholas, a ten-year-old boy, and then loses to John Cena. I, I would just be like, "That's it. We're done. This is over. And that's then, the end." Like, what else can you do? I'm, maybe because I'm not a big fan of Braun Strowman. Maybe that's why. So okay, again, I wouldn't bury him like that. Maybe because I'm not a big fan of Braun Strowman. Maybe I, I, I wouldn't do him that dirty. I wouldn't do him that dirty. But <laughs> Drew McIntyre seems like a good fit. Who who else you oh. who else you put Cena against though? This is the problem when you actually start like same with um, Daniel Bryan. Or, or, yeah, I wouldn't mind if AJ gets the title and we have a John Cena versus AJ match. Oh, that would be mess good. with that. No, that'd and then be good, John Cena wins the title. I wouldn't be mad at that either. Or you could do maybe have Daniel Bryan against AJ and then just throw in John Cena in there. I wouldn't mind that either. I don't mind. There was a rumor that they're going to do a bunch of, a multi man match for Daniel Bryan's title as well. I'm all right with it. Because I, I don't know, well, I, I don't know what else you do, and I'm not, I'm not gonna, I, and nobody would agree with this other than you. But I don't mind John Cena winning his, uh, was it seventeenth world title? Seventeenth. Yeah, right? I don't yeah. mind that either. That that's that's a great. Comp- that would be the best spot to do it would be in WrestleMania. Yeah, no, I think so. Like you can say whatever you want about John Cena, but he has, you know, he has been like a, a rock for mm-hmm. you know for for WWE, and you know that didn't happen by accident. And I know there was kind of a twist in the tale and. Yeah, some people if turned against him, but he still, you know, he still made an impact. And during those lean he's, years as well, if John Cena hadn't he, have been there, like, yeah, he's still the greatest of all time. Or is that is that too far? No, not too, no. I think he's in the conversation. Absolutely, I, I spe- especially I think if you grew up with him too, he's your guy, yeah. right? He's your guy, my think, guy. Yeah, no, I think a Randy, lot of people Randy, forget Randy that. Orton too. I wouldn't mind Randy Orton getting another championship. What did Ra- oh, Randy Orton in that Rumble? My word, it, it was what a sadist! Like what an absolute psychopath when he was beating up Nia Jax. He just looks, he just looked like a crazy person. He, he looked beats like a, everybody. He doesn't give a, he doesn't give a fuck. No, he doesn't care. He doesn't, he doesn't give a shit, and that's why he makes me laugh so much because it's just like I, I, the, the thing about Randy Orton is even with all this conversation about is it women versus men or whatever, Randy Orton's like, I don't give a shit. If you get in my yeah, way, I just beat you up. Me. Yeah, I don't care, man, woman, animal, old, Ooh. young, whatever. What, what if he? What if he? Um... RKO'd her and then gave her the, the punt. No. Just wrote her off television. <laughs> he'd, probably, he'd probably do it. He'd probably hey, do it. Hey, Randy, hey, Randy, just give her a kill and then give her a punt. He's like, yeah, sure. less. I'm ready. I'm already doing it. <laughs> I was already, I was already going to do it, but just thank you. Oh, uh, dear. He makes me uh, laugh. There's something about Randy Orton that I like, and I don't know what it is. It's, it's his, he's just cool, man. 
I don't know. He just has a cool attitude. He's like a cool guy, and he just doesn't care. I, and that's what it is. It's because he doesn't. He's care. like Brock Lesnar. He doesn't. They don't. They both don't give a damn. Yeah. No, you're right. And I. I get, more so, yeah. I get a kick out of that. I get, and I don't know why. I think it's because it's kind of the way you want to be, right? You just want to be able to walk around being an absolute idiot and no, no one say anything. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's the best. Oh, he's dude. the best. I oh, love dude. it. I love it. Yeah, just yeah. Give him one more championship from before he's gone. Yeah, no, I'm alright with it. I don't, I, I, I don't know how much he has left, but he looks like he might have a couple years, but he might retire early. Yeah, no, I could, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having one more run. I really don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, right, dude, one, you got any predictions for Raw before we wrap it up? Anything you want? Anything you want to see? Anything you expect to see? Anything you need to see? I need to see, I need to see um, Alicia Fox and Nick Cross win just to troll <laughs> the WWE universe. And, and, <laughs> and, and, um, and I need to see EC3 come out to challenge Kurt Angle. I like that, man. Honestly, dude, that is the best... That is the best plan I've had for that. Because, again, it's, it solidifies EC3 straight away. Just having the balls to do it, right? Having the balls to do yeah. it. Go out there. You be, if they bring up TNA, then that'll be even better. It's like, I beat you in TNA. Everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, well, he said TNA. You're right. You're right. It's true. Even though it's like been dead for ages, people will still do it. It's 100% yeah. true. 100% true. They're, they're like, oh, yeah, man. And then uh, and it's like, yeah, my 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 aunt wrote your checks, and they'll be like, oh what, <laughs> what? He's saying TNA on WWE. I'm like, yeah, TNA's dead. It's not dead, but it's not even TNA anymore. It's Anthem. Yeah, that, I think that, I think that's why they can get away with it. And you're right, TNA's we... completely done and dead. Yeah, I do. I honestly, man, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do in that segment, and I'm a little bit worried about it just because I don't want them to job cut angle out too much because. <laughs> It just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, if they're gonna have a feudal EC3, they're gonna have to bring up TNA. I think I, I have to. I like that. Let's go all in. Let's go again. This is why the whole Nikki Cross things makes no sense because you've already made yeah. her just another person within within a matter of weeks. Let's make these guys big deals. Let's push them. Yeah, exactly. Let's push them hard. They're like because Sanity is trash, and I was just throwing Nikki Cross in the raw. Oh man, that's just sad. Sanity is sad. That's terrible. I, but they don't even exist. What a, what a tragic. St- they don't exist. They don't exist. Like if you would start, they're like. They're no, dude. They're dead. They're that's sad too. <laughs> well, if you if you had started watching WWE at the start of the year, you you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know that they existed. You'd have no idea. Yeah, exactly. I think the last time they came out was um. I can't even tell. I think they had like a four man tag team match, and that was they. That was pretty much it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even remember it. Maybe before that, I think it was Survivor Series too. I don't know, man. You, you tell me. You tell me because yeah, it's absolutely bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. Right. Okay. On that note, look. If you are listening to this on Monday night, go enjoy Monday Night Raw. If we ever can do another preview of the show, we absolutely will. If you're listening to this after the fact, you can go through and see how right or probably how wrong we are. The big one is obviously Kurt Angle and EC3. Let's see what happens with that. And I'm sure tomorrow we'll be nowhere close, and we'll be like, oh well. Never mind. We tried. And, and, and that's what it's all about. But look, Dan, I want to thanks for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah, no problem, man. And nice o- speaking to you about and, everything. And obviously, you know, fingers crossed for Brock Lesnar back in the UFC as well. The dream. Yeah, the absolute have, dream. You should have a UFC podcast on the side. Maybe I'll do one. Maybe maybe we'll get you back on in a few a few weeks, man. A few months, whatever. Whenever, whenever it makes sense. And we'll try and... It, I, I'll see it, how much Frog I can talk about UFC. Faces Daniel Corm- yeah, sorry. Frog faces Daniel Cormier. I'm, I'm going to have to call you up. Done. Done. If he wins, 
If he wins, oh my! <laughs> oh no, I'll be jumping. Yeah. If if he wins, that is going to blow that division right open as well. That'd be ridiculous. It'd be like, absolutely ridiculous. The only sad thing is, sorry to hold you up, is Stipe. I, I, I totally forgot about Stipe. No love. He just vanished, right? Yeah, he's consider- He's probably the greatest heavyweight of all time, and they just said, "Fuck him." <laughs> That's true. Basically, what was his last fight? Against DC, like of course it was. He November. lost. That's right. Yeah, he lost. Of course yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that is weird, isn't it? He's got no plans. None. Plan- He's waiting for DC. He keeps calling him up, but it's sad because it's not gonna happen. Man, they it goes to show, man. The fight game is the hardest game of all. You never know exactly. what the hell is gonna happen, man. It's such a good point. I forgot about Steve. Even I forgot about Steve Pay. What an asshole. Yeah, because once you insert John Jones and. Brock Lesnar in the heavyweight division, they they leapfrogged him right there. Yeah, that's nice, true, man. Because and and Kevin Velasquez has a fight coming up in the wins. He's probably leapfrogging. Does it? Who's he fighting? Who's he fighting? No, who's he fighting? Uh, Francis Ngannou. Is he? Oh man, I'm all yeah, over that. In two weeks, you're gonna have to watch it. It's ESPN on. It's on UFC on ESPN Plus. Subscribe. Oh, to Plus. oh man, Plus. that's a war that is. I like Anagano as well. You got, I know you got smashed before, but no, I like it. Yeah. By Mochis, by Mo- yeah. All right, done. I'm in. All right, there we go. Sweet. That's how we end. Right, dude, thank you very much for your time, man. Yeah. Uh, everyone, enjoy Raw. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram at Simon316. Also going to be on YouTube at, uh, uh, sorry, YouTube.com forward slash the Mirror Report Rules. Also, what about Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Obviously, go join me for ups and downs tomorrow as well over on What Culture Wrestling. And I'll talk to you all again soon. <laughs>